0: You're listening to In the NoCo, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm Erin O'Toole. A lot of Coloradans consider themselves environmentalists and love the idea of recycling. But our recycling habits are in the dumps. In 2020, the rate of recycling statewide was just 15%, less than half the rate nationwide. That's according to a report from the Colorado Public Interest Research Group and EcoCycle. It also found that our rate of plastic recycling, one of the most important materials to divert from water and landfills, was even lower. And maybe that's because the actual practice of it can be confusing. It seems like the rules are often changing. And let's not forget, recycling is expensive, both for residents and municipalities. To help sort through the confusion and the value of recycling, we reached out to Mark Snedeker, who directs recycling operations for Waste Management of Colorado, which now goes by the initials WM. Mark, welcome to In the NoCo. Thank you very much. Let me start by asking you, what are we doing wrong when it comes to recycling? Most of us really want to do the right thing and keep as much as we can out of the landfill, but sometimes it's complicated. What are some of the biggest recycling blunders you're seeing from your waste management perch that keep you up at night?
1: You know, it's the um, it's the wish cycling. When you go through, uh, if you whoever's providing your uh, your recycling services, they have a list of acceptable items. You know, typically it's cardboard, paper, milk containers, laundry jugs, your water bottles, those kind of the generalities. Um, and those who I would encourage people to check and see what's included in their local streams. One of the biggest things you get is people are like, I don't understand. I've got this multi-flexible packaging thing, and I don't know if it's recyclable or not. I'm going to drop it in the can and hope it gets recycling, and they'll take care of it. Unfortunately, what happens when they wish cycle something, that same item that should have just gone in the garbage the first time winds up taking a really long trip to the same landfill, but it just tends to gum up the process and. And adds cost all the way along the way um, and tends to sometimes even cause, you know, harm to some of our employees.
0: You mentioned that gumming up the works. If people engage in wish cycling, which I love and I'm stealing that. um, If people do throw trash into a recycling bin, does it mess up the whole batch?
1: You know, it can. It really depends on, you know, on what it is, because if you throw a, for example, even if you've got a milk jug that's half full of milk, it's like you don't empty it. You throw that in there, and when we go through, when it hits our process and our floors, it all that material that's in there, that milk's going to spill all over everything else. And if it gets onto the paper and it makes the paper wet, it gives the paper a bad smell, then we can't really recycle that paper, and we potentially could have to throw out, you know, exponentially amounts of besides just a little bitty wet paper, because we bale everything into things that weigh close to a ton.
0: Wow well and then my next question is where does our recycling go what happens with those giant 110 bales you just mentioned
1: after you drop it in the curb at your house or off at your local recycling center we process it and processing we'll put it through a series of screens optical sorters really cool things to get everything into its own individual product type and then you know so our cardboard or old correlated cardboard occ in the recycling world you know, your Amazon boxes, those go to various mills throughout the uh, the U.S. Off to middle the Midwest, we ship some stuff down into Mexico, and it gets made back into cardboard boxes. You know, paper goes off to become liner board, new Kleenexes, you know, paper towels, things like that. The plastics for WM, we don't ship any plastics overseas. We always try to find the highest and best use of an end market that meets our strict standards, making sure that it's not going to wind up harming the environment someplace down the road because it's been mismanaged.
0: That's interesting. And that makes me think about plastic recycling in general. I mean, here in the U.S., we've been led to believe it's okay to use as much plastic as we want because it's going to be recycled. But we've heard Recent investigations from NPR and um, PBS that found it's not happening. Less than 10% of plastics get recycled here. Can you just talk about why that is? Is it the cost to recycle or is it something
1: else? You know, I think it's more of a consumer behavior. Mm. For example, at our Franklin Street Murph in, in Denver, Colorado, where we recycle, you know, tons and tons of plastic, we have optical sorters that can go out and they can do 600 picks a minute where they can sort out today's water bottles and get them into a bale and get them reused again. So plastics highly recyclable, but it's for consumer behavior, are you taking the time to make sure you get it into that single stream bin to get it recycled or are you doing the right things with it or are you going to go ahead and just uh, I'm just going to drop it in the garbage and I'll just go on to the next one. So,
0: Okay, and so how important is it for us then to look at those little numbers that are in the the recycling arrows symbols?
1: It's a good generality and, you know, as long as it's got those chasing arrows onto it, we always tell people because if you start trying to figure out is this one in there or this one's not, it's a lot easier for us to sort those out because we do it via optical sorter. So, we're using artificial intelligence the latest technologies of near vision and infrared vision to identify the various types of plastics and separate those out automatedly where we don't have to put a human element to that one. We can sort those out and we'll do that for you.
0: All right. Well, last question for you, Mark. We know recycling is a little bit trickier sometimes and it's more expensive generally for people than tossing things in the trash. The ideal scenario is aiming to generate less waste overall. Do you have any recommendations in that regard? Maybe something you do in your own life to kind of shrink your waste footprint?
1: That's a great question because the common thing people always ask is, what can I do to be a better recycler? And I always tell people, make smarter purchasing decisions. So when you have a choice between something that may be in a, an HD package or instead of a, mul- or a multi-layer foil package, or even you know, a glass package, understand that glass is infinitely recyclable and in the state of Colorado can be back into a beer bottle in less than two weeks. If you get that multi-layer pack and it's not it's not recyclable, that's going to wind up in, into the landfill itself. So if you make those decisions to buy the highly recyclable packaging varieties, what you're doing is you're pulling that material through the system. So you create a demand from the producers that say, well, oh, I'm selling much more of, you know, product X because it's got a better recyclable package into it as opposed to product Y. So they're pulling product X through the system instead of us trying to push the recycled material there.
0: Okay. So thinking about the kind of packaging you're purchasing, not only can help you in your own recycling, but it could even drive manufacturers to create more of the packaging that is more easily recyclable.
1: That is a hundred percent correct. You've got you've simplified my words excellently on that one, Erin.
0: I love this because I think so many of us want to do what we can. This feels like a little piece of empowering information that our decisions as individuals really can make a larger impact. Well, Mark Snedeker, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much for your time, Erin.
0: And back to those down-in-the-dumps recycling rates I mentioned, a new state law could help address them. It requires companies making certain packaging to fund a statewide program that recycles those materials. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back tomorrow with a sneak peek at the new season of KUNC's podcast, The Colorado Dream, which takes us inside the housing crisis in the state's mountain resort towns. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa-Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. See you next time.